Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This is starting to feel a little bit more normal. It's the second time I have stood here today. Um, Nine o'clock was really different. I hadn't worshipped in that way in the parish hall. And I haven't been at St. Stephen's. I missed three consecutive Sundays, which is the longest that I've been away from from our church in the three and a half years that I've been here. Um, I went to a, a friend's ordination, and then I spent a week uh, at Sawyerville, which is one of the diocesan programs in Hale County. Um, and then I spent a week at Camp McDowell as one of the program coordinators for this last week. And so got back yesterday, and I'm a little bit out of my rhythm, figuring this out, adjusting, and it feels weird to be back in some ways. It feels really good, too. Um, and, like, as y'all know, we've been changing things like every single Sunday for the last 18 months and are continuing to evolve in how we worship. So it's just like this constant roller coaster of figuring things out. And so I, this weekend I was having these flashbacks to when I was searching for a church um, when Ann and I were in seminary at VTS. And, and what you do is your first year— is you get a chance to go and visit. You make a list of all the churches that you want to see, you learn about them, and you go out there and you're like, I'm going to be new and I'm going to visit some places. And so the very first place that we visited was this place that I'd heard was like really weird and granola and cool and I couldn't wait to visit. They did a bunch of things differently. It was a multicultural parish. It was in um, northern Washington, D.C. And uh, Oddly, St. Stephen's in the Incarnation was the name of the church. And so, um, Ann and I woke up on a Sunday morning. We had, we'd figured out when the service was. I drank way too much coffee, and then we began like the 25-minute trek across the river into northern D.C. And it's, in, in many ways, it's like the opposite of St. Stephen's architecturally. You park on the road, and then you, you go through the back doors, and it opens into the nave. So you walk in, there's lots of churches like this, where you walk in um, and, and you see the whole community. And then there's the altar. And then next to the altar are the two doors, one on each side, that go into the hallway and then the parish hall and all the gathering space for the community. So you enter at the back of the nave, behind the altar is the gathering space. And I mentioned the church is weird. So one of the things that's different about this church is the choir just sits randomly spread out throughout the nave. And when a song happens, they just stand up and start singing. So like you can imagine, I'm a little bit off, like, like kind of like trying to figure out my space here. And then the other thing they do is a, it was a neat parish where for communion, everybody would come up and gather around the altar. And it was a place that had this tradition that started during the AIDS epidemic where then they would all commune, the whole community, and then the priest would take communion last as a symbol of, of solidarity. It's like it is a neat place. But I arrived there on that Sunday morning anxious to do something new, thinking about what it means to be stepping into this new role as a seminarian, 
I've drinking a lot of coffee. So I'm beginning to go, oh man, how is this going to work? I've got to make a line past the choir, and I don't know who's in the choir. I've got to go past the acolytes and the Eucharistic ministers and the clergy behind the altar. Can I make it the whole service? Well, I realized pretty quickly that there's no way I'm making it the whole service. So I'm like kind of planning my, my strategy. I'm like, all right, as soon as they offer the peace, I'm just going to rush past the clergy. The peace of the Lord be with you. I shake hands. I make a, a dart past the acolytes behind the altar in front of the whole congregation. About a minute and a half later, I, I walk out of the bathroom and there's a guy standing there just like this. Hey man, next time you use the restroom, would you try the, the guy's restrooms down that hallway? <laughs> yeah, I'm already anxious enough being in a new place. And so, I, and I don't think this is going to be where we're going to serve during seminary. <laughs> Take communion, and that was the last time that I entered St. Stephen's in the Incarnation Parish. Thinking about that, because you know, that, that, the thing's run in mind when you're, when you're gone for three weeks. Like, who's visited? Who's visited the church? How were they received? How were they welcomed? Did they find the bathroom all right? <laughs> Wanting to kind of know. It was great to see some new faces at 9 o'clock, and, and hopefully they were warmly welcomed here um, in the past few weeks. But that story comes to mind because... Not only is it hard to do something new and to go someplace new, but it's also risky. Like it's risky to go someplace new. It's risky to do things differently, to be stretched in that way. Um, today's gospel reading is interesting. Um, like one of the places where some of the most provocative things in the text happen is at the Sea of Galilee, that we hear the, the sea is the same place where when the disciples are, are learning that their, their mission in the world is more about fish, they, they throw the nets over and, and they bring in this gigantic catch and it nearly swamps the boat and then they realize that their mission is supposed to be different. Um, it's the place where the disciples are in a boat that is rocking and Jesus comes walking across the waters in a storm. And then Peter tries to get out of the boat, and he begins sinking and having that, that, that beautiful kind of image. And then in today's gospel, the disciples are with Jesus in the boat, and a storm happens. And he tells them, do not be afraid. Do you still not have faith? It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Well, I'll tell you why it's interesting in a second, but you've got to understand the Sea of Galilee is not really a sea. It is, um, it's a lake. It's not even that large. Um, it's, it's part of uh, northern Israel, um, and, and from the bottom of the, the lake is where the Jordan River comes out and runs, and you, know, you hear all the, the stuff that happens south of that on the Jordan River. And 
and it's green and lush. And you picture most of Israel being kind of uh, the desert on the, the across the, the, the lake is the Golan Heights, where you hear about a lot of the conflict between Syria and Israel. And, and on the, the northern end is Capernaum, where Jesus goes across the lake um, to, to, to live for a few years. Um, it's, it's, it's about a 30-mile hike around, so it's not, it's not, a, not a big place. But it's different from Alabama in the sense that, like, we know, we know when the weather's going to get weird here. It happens, but usually James Spann has told us, and we're all paying attention, that maybe schools need to cancel, that we could have ice or that dreaded T word that I'm not supposed to say around here. Like, you know that things are going to be rough. But the Sea of Galilee is a little bit different. Storms just happen, and they happen quickly without that chance to be prepared. Now, why that's significant is just getting on the water is a risky endeavor. So it's not that you're preparing for, you're always prepared because you know that a storm could happen at any moment and they happen quickly. So Jesus uses some specific language. He says, do not be afraid. Which is different than saying there's nothing to be afraid of. Because getting on the water is risky. Getting on the water is risky. Doing something new is risky. Being Christian is risky. And in fact, what we've never really claimed before and we're having to claim now in new light, gathering with people is risky. And then we're kind of living in this interesting time where we have, like on the opposite end of the spectrum, says no, we don't have anything to worry about anymore. And over here, you've got, we've got to be scared of everything. And yet, what's missing from that conversation is that it's risky and dangerous to be alive. And arguably, it's risky and dangerous to be a person of faith. Yeah, I I didn't realize it. Um, What we haven't been doing at church that we've just started doing again is having the cross lead us in. When we follow our attention on a cross, it's risky to be a Christian. It's dangerous to love people because it opens us up to being hurt. It's dangerous to try to see the good in every person because it means that we're going to be disappointed from time to time. It's dangerous to serve in a sacrificial way because it means that we're giving up something of ourselves. 
It's dangerous to, and risky, I guess, I don't know if dangerous, it's certainly risky to try to, to be in relationship with people who see things differently than us. It is risky work to be people of faith. And yet, Jesus doesn't say you don't have anything to be worried about. He says, why are you still afraid? Because he's sitting there with them in the boat. He's with them in the boat. We are, like everybody else in this world, figuring out our own level of comfort, and we're making some changes in a couple weeks that are probably going to be uncomfortable for, for people. Um, and yet, part of what it means to be faithful is to ask, you know, what am I willing what am I willing to do? What risks am I willing to take? Am I going to risk getting a new earpiece that will hold on my ear? <laughs> um, the profound part of this scripture is not the lack of recognition of what it is these disciples are being called into. It's that Jesus is with them in the boat to guide them, to comfort them, and to remind them that God is present in the midst of their risky lives. Which then begets the question, why are they afraid? I don't know what the world entirely looks like six months from now, a year from now. What I do know is that we're gathered here, that each person that kind of spread out, but we're committed to doing this together. That's the story of hope. That God is present in this risk-taking life of faith. When we stretch to love, when we stretch out to reach out in service, when we stretch to do something new, to go and build a center in, in Woodlawn, to partner with a school in Haiti, to to gather and worship, that God is in the midst of that. To say, I'm with you. Do not be afraid. That's why the disciples are rebuked. There's a lot of stuff out there that's a little bit scary. But the reason we're here it's because we know the truth that God is with us to help us lean into love, to risk, to give, to serve, to gather. May we not be afraid.
Amen. Amen.